with Adam and Jay. Hey, peaches! Welcome to Fix It, where friends don't let friends fix pop culture alone. I'm Adam. And I'm Jay. And you're our listener. Well, hey there, listeners. Well, ho there, listeners. Listeners? Okay. All right. You know... You know that really deep bass growl that like shakes the earth when Godzilla does it? I wasn't actually going to attempt to do that into the mic. So I went comedic. Okay, yeah. But know that that's what, yeah. that is what I was going Man, for. Man, the roller coaster of your of, of your of your face as you were doing that, you were like, I don't like that I'm doing this. Nope, we're doing this. All right, we'll lean into it. Okay, I guess I guess we got away with it. We're here now. Rawr. <laughs> Rawr. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to welcome to Fix It. Uh, this is uh, this is our our podcast. I'm Jay. That's Adam. You may know us as uh, the hosts of the wildly popular uh, YouTube reaction channel Previewed. Hell yeah! Uh, you may also know us uh, from opening the, the axe throwing franchise by your house. Ooh. Uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. We're coming to you. Uh, uh, it's our it's our axe throwing uh, franchise in Vlisteria. Uh throwing sharp stuff. Throwing sharp stuff. Yeah, man. Just sharp stuff in the air. You can't compare. Don't catch it. Don't catch it. <laughs> or do if you can. If you can. Catch if you dare. Please don't. <laughs> I mean, all the lawyers do report to us in this area, but even still, we are liable for that. This so, our, please don't. Please our, don't. This is our podcast, Fix It, where every week, uh, Adam and I take a piece of pop culture that maybe missed the mark, maybe didn't quite get there, maybe just wasn't bigger, big enough to destroy the city, and we fix it. And today, uh, we are going to be talking slash fixing uh, the 1998 uh, a, a American f- uh, franchise hopeful. Oh, they, yep. Godzilla. Yeah. They were really, they were really swinging for the fences on this one. And Wowzers, oh. Bowsers with a giant top hat on, they completely missed the mark. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, but before we fix, before we get into Godzilla 98, uh, we've come to my absolute favorite segment, the segment we start every single one of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it. You love it. It's everyone's favorite, too. Oh. Uh, it's Roll for Convo. Roll for Convo. Our producer, Brian, who's the best producer in all of the land and also just one mistake away from oblivion. Uh, has given us a 20, uh, 20 topics of conversation that Adam and I can talk about. And I'm going to roll 20 sided die, and we're going to see what our uh, opening segment is going to end up being about. Okay. Hopefully, it will not divide us as much as uh, wheels slash doors. Team wheels. Here we go. But we'll see. That's another Ooh, 19. Wow. I've been rolling, I've been rolling, rolling high. Yeah. Hot fire. The past 19. Favorite TV show of all time, comedy only. Comedy only. This one's tough. This one's tough. There's a lot of very good TV comedies out there. Now, favorite to me doesn't necessarily indicate best, though. 
Sure. I think this is a personal preference question. Sure, but there's a lot that have made me laugh a lot. Yes. I think if I were to actually have to pick a favorite, mm-hmm. like, it, I think uh, the best way to think about it in a favorite perspective is, like, if you put a gun to, put a gun to my head and mm-hmm. said, hey, you have to watch another show right now, like another comedy right now from mm-hmm. beginning to end, what show are you picking? I'm not sure why someone would bring a gun into that conversation. Uh, but, you know, if it was a life and death situation, I'm going Parks and Rec all day. Yep. Parks and Parks Recreation and rec. yep. is probably my... Uh, and I think it's like the first... I, I think it's like that show was revolutionary in that. It was like the first Hope core show that we got. It was the first taste of that, like... Things can work out and mm-hmm. things can go well for your characters mm-hmm. and still have it be a funny show. Oh, yeah. Plenty of misadventures on the way towards, towards success. people. Because in comedies, a lot of times, I think comedy writers get bogged down in that like, oh, well, it's them like having to struggle their way through everything mm-hmm. that makes it mm-hmm. funny. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's not necessarily what I'm like. I'm going to be honest with you. I... I mean, and I can't even stand the first season of Parks and Rec for this very reason. Yeah, it's not great. I, I, I have a hard time watching The Office. Yep. I do not enjoy television that brings the, that they're like, isn't it so uncomfortable? It's isn't cringe. It f- yeah. Isn't it funny how uncomfortable it is? Mm-hmm. I, I can sit here and fully admit that the dinner party episode of The Office is a masterpiece of television comedy. Which one is that? That's the one where Jim and Pam come over to have dinner at, at Michael's house when he's living with Jan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's weapons grade uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can admit that that is, it is masterful screenwriting and masterful television making. Mm-hmm. I'd never want to see it again. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Like, I, I always would compare it. I was like, every time I'm watching television on Thursdays, I can like I like could feel I could feel my sphincter like release when Thirty Rock came on after The Office. Thirty Rock's a good show too. Yes, very much so. Very much not that first season though. No, it's a bad first season. Find find their footing in the second season. I'm shocked. I am shocked that that show made it out of the writers' strike. All things considered, considering how bad their first season was. Oh, was that show going on during the writers' strike? The first one. Oh, yeah. Remember? I don't. Oh. Yeah, that was 08, right? Yeah, yeah, Thirty Rocket just started. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, but like, I would the office would be done, and I'd be like, oh, okay, thank God. But like, oh, Parks and Rec is like the perfect addition version of that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't it doesn't make me uncomfortable the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is like the office without the teeth. Yes. And some would be like, well, you know, you need the like it's, but I'm like, no, no, I don't. No, no, I don't. Mm-mm. Sometimes, I am, I am watching television because I just need to enjoy myself and turn my brain off for a half hour. Sure. Like there's a large swath of America that's like they get up and go to work and then come home and go through a hellish work day to, they need a break. They need a break. And I like, and I like where you're breaking. (laughs) Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for choosing us as your break. If you're on your lunch break and you're enjoying this podcast right now, I, I, all I'm saying is I salute you. Thank you for Truly, being here. We're glad we could you're help. You're doing yeoman's work, and it's tough out there, and we appreciate you. Because mm-hmm. as someone who like 
really who had worked in the service industry for a long time and understands this like I'm gonna watch this YouTube video while I eat my family meal and I don't want anyone to talk to me because <laughs> because yeah. because I gotta make peace with the fact with what I'm about to do for eight hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know I do know um, so yeah I think Parks and Rec is my favorite show that's a very good answer because it makes because it makes you laugh and it makes you feel good but it also like it also makes you feel like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, all those characters, they're all good people. Yeah. Yeah. In their own way. In their own way. They're all everyone has a good heart on that Mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, and if, and and I think, I think that show set a precedent for television shows going forward that it's like, I need to like every single one of your characters. Mm -hmm. The only show, the only show, the only show that doesn't follow that and, and sticks the landing and nails it. Is it's always sunny in Philadelphia? That's where I was going to go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to not like that show. Yeah. It's uh, always sunny is very very funny. But it. <laughs> but the, but those guys are a holes. But that show. But yes. But that show shoots to the moon. Yes, it does. In that it's yes. it makes everyone yes. unlikable. Yes. So the likability quotient is null. Yep. Like everyone is terrible. Mm-hmm. So it's not, so no one's terrible. No one's terrible, and they always lose. Yeah. Yeah. They they do not win. They do not. <laughs> but it is fun to see them try and to get on their soapboxes about stuff. And then like, you know what? I see your point. You're not entirely wrong, but I hope you don't win. Oh, good. You didn't win. Fantastic. Yeah. You're a bird, D. You're a bird. <laughs> if someone tells me that they don't really like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I'm like, you're just wrong. You're just wrong. I understand it's not, it is not a binging show. You can't, you're not going to sit there and watch like six episodes no, in a row. you can maybe do a couple. But, but like, like it you is need to like, pump the brakes yes. a little bit because mm-hmm. it can be like, when, <laughs> with, with, it's always sunny. It's like, when what Charlie is saying sounds reasonable, you need to t- watch you, you another just, show. You need to stop for a second. Because yes. he will get there to a point yes. where you're like, well, okay. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Kimberly and I watched. We, we were watching. We watched through uh, Mythic Quest. Oh, okay. Decent show. Decent. I will. I will say decent show. Some good. Some really good character work on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, not perfect, but sure. but good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there, there are uh, Cricket is one of the main characters yes. on the show. The mm-hmm. actor who plays Cricket, yes. and I just never can. He's but he's Cricket. He's Cricket. He's Cricket. Yes. And I would always refer to him. I was like, well, Cricket did this. And she's like, who's Cricket again? And I was like, oh, you, uh, you know. Because yeah, Kimberly the, has not seen Always Sunny. No. No. No, oh, no, 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 no. And she, and she hails from the she Philadelphia does, area. She does, yes. And she's like, no, I don't. That's not. That's not. Uh, but then that is. That's. Sorry. That's Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been to Philadelphia. I have family in Philadelphia. That is. Uh, that's yeah. Philadelphia, guys. I mean, it's an exaggerated version of it. But no. By yeah, much. I mean, you just need to add some some Delco accents in there, and you kind of nailed it. Water, car. Yeah, always honey is good. A while walking a hoagie. Well, especially those earlier episodes. And they never call anyone a John. No one's a, nothing's a John on the show, which they could remedy. Oh, okay. Yeah, a John can be many things. Oh, I didn't know that. It can be anything. It can be a person. It can be a thing. What are the What are all these Johns? I've never heard of. Before. I know. I, I've just. I'm. I'm just now getting privy to it in the past couple of years. Oh wow! Okay. Look at you. Mm-hmm. It's a John. Oh, all yeah. right. <sighs> this is a tough question for me. Because um, like those early seasons of The Simpsons are. 
Yeah. But you got to take The Simpsons as a whole, though. I uh, I will say this. Wait, wait. Even when The Simpsons kind of fell off, it was still better than most things. That's true. I mean, it's, it's hard to, you know. Yeah. But it did, it did fall off pretty hard, though. Yeah. Um, but, but it maintained, though. Kept going. It's still, it's still going. That's it's, insane It's still finding it. Yeah. It's still going. Even That's the thing with that animation. You never need to stop. The Family Guy, those first few seasons of Family Guy were so right up my alley. Yeah. They were up Man, everybody's alley. That's why it was, that that's was, why it became a phenomenon. That's why it came back. Yeah. Remember when it, they canceled it and it, it came back. It yeah. fought its way back. DVD sales brought that show back. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the few times that's ever happened. And uh, I, w- I will say this about Family Guy. I don't necessarily completely, completely adore that show. And I don't necessarily like always stand behind that show sure. comedically. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Family Guy that a lot of other shows don't necessarily have, it, every single Family Guy episode will have one really good laugh. Yeah. You will watch, you will, you will like actually laugh out loud, maybe uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. It will, ca- there is something for everyone in that show comedically. It may be sparse and kind of far in between, but it will get you. Mm-hmm. Huh. I haven't watched the show in a while, though. No, me neither. South Park? Yeah. I mean, also, again, keeps going. Yeah. And keeps the formula going, and apparently still really good. Yeah, you know, I've been meaning to catch up on South Park. Although, I'm not sure... I, I'm i not sure where... I Like, South Park, for me, has always, like, politically been kind of, like, right on the, right on the like, cutting edge mm-hmm. of, like... They, they really have, like, a laser focus on, like, what's actually going on, yes. like, from a pop culture perspective. Mm-hmm. But I, it, I will say this. From what I've been, like, gleaming from, like, recent South Park mm-hmm. is that maybe I'm like, oh, maybe this is kind of, maybe this is kind of, like, th- this most recent special that came out with is, like, really going after uh, uh, Kennedy and the, the, and the Disney situation. Oh, I did. In a way that I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because it's always, this show has always been right up against the edge. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know. No, I, I it's, it's, well, so I mean, pick one thing. right now, Lashy. Uh, Parks and Rec. There's a lot of, I mean, 30, I haven't, I haven't seen 30 Rock again in a while. And, but that, that irreverent humor and also that it's behind the scenes of a TV show. Yeah. Is also right up my alley. Yeah. Any classic comedy shows you really like? <sighs> Boy, I, you know what? I didn't really appreciate comedy shows when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, not really. I mean, I watched them, but Where I didn't get them. Where does Community land in like the in the the grand scheme of things? It's up there. That's, you know, but I haven't watched Community again in a while. Yeah, because it was like it was so good the first time through. Yeah, but then as the, it was uh, very of its time. But though. it was very of its time. And like, especially when Dan Harmon left, and things yeah. changed, and then also like they, like I loved it. it was a little show that keep could keep going, but just like when it went to like remember Yahoo Screens, yeah, dude. Ooh. <laughs> oh my yeah, god, yeah, I watched that whole season. Oh, it was not good. Yikes! It was not good. Yikes! Yeah, on bikes. Yeah, like when people started leaving, I was like, I, uh, you know what, I, I get it. I'm understanding why people are yeah. leaving the show now. Like it's this is it was really 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 good. Yeah, but man, oh man, it just like, and I think we're done. I yeah. think, I think, I think, and it's, you know what? It's okay that we can be done. Yeah, 
So I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it in a while, but um, yeah, no, I loved Community back in the day. Um, but yeah, I think just for hope, hope core, and does like, he just he just believe in Leslie? You just believe in her. And yeah, you just want her so badly to succeed. And it was what an yeah, and that the, when they finally like made the choice on how to portray her character better. Yes. After that first season, that's a good example of like kind of on how to properly refocus a show. Mm-hmm. It Getting was rid like, of Greg and switching Andy over a little bit. And then I was fine. Up. Honestly, I was fine with Greg. I was fine with Greg. It was when they, they made Leslie not an incompetent doofus. And it was like, no, she's so good at her job. She gets in her own way. Mm-hmm. That's and at the, at the time that was a revolutionary idea. Yes. Like, for for the the like kind of show they were trying to make, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was because it was when that show came out. It was just like, oh, it's just like the the, the sequel to The Office. Oh, okay, I'm well, I don't have to watch this show. And I didn't even watch it until yeah much later on. And then like, oh yeah, these first couples, this first season of what was it six episodes? Like, oh yeah, this is kind of rough. But like, mm-hmm. yo, season two, yo, that kicks mm-hmm. as soon as uh uh those um what was it? I forget their names show up. It's just like. Oh yeah, this is. Oh, as soon as uh, the the, uh, the state, yeah, uh, auditors or whatever, yeah, uh, Ben and uh, and but, Chris, yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't get better. It doesn't get better than Roblo looking himself in the mirror with the flu and tell him and and command himself to stop pooping. <laughs> Just stop pooping. <laughs> Has to my hands. So I came up with this new game. Comes to Dunshire. And, yeah. here, we, here we go. Well, let me, and let me, Nick let me Offerman, just, yeah. what a triumph. What a triumph. I mean, that character. was the show that, like, yes, gave us Nick Offerman. Yeah. Even though he's been around, he was like, he was in an episode of the West Wing. Like, he's. I he's, think the he, best way to describe our vibe is that we are simultaneously, we are simultaneously Leslie and Leslie and Ron to each other. Yes. All the time. Yes. But it's, it's, it's in constant flux. Mm-hmm. Like, you really don't know which one is which. Mm-hmm. Cause like usually you know like you can you can be the 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 Leslie one and it was in like in like from a shoot schedule perspective and I'm Ron and I'm kind of like oh we don't have to blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then I'm but then you don't but, tell me what but then do. I'm like we're doing Jeopardy and you were like I don't know about uh, this is a bad idea we're doing Jeopardy and it's gonna be the new heat and I can't wait <laughs> get on board <laughs> oh all right so we're landing on Parks and Rec Parks and Rec but there's so many good out there Wee! there's so many. Good shows That's out there. That's been everyone's favorite segment. Roll for combo. Oh, we, that roll for combo's get an outro now. I sometimes try to. Oh, look at I'm you! I'm being good, good podcast. Look boy. at you being a good, good podcast good, boy. Good podcast boy. Godzilla 1998. Before we get into this movie, why don't we should probably hear from our uh, wonderful producer Brian uh, to let us know everything that you need to know about this dumpster fire of a film. <laughs> Godzilla, 1998. And Brian, why don't you roll that beautiful bean fun fact footage? Thank you, gentlemen, and roar to you, too. Today we're trying to fix 1998's Godzilla. Directed by Roland Emmerich with a screenplay by him and Dean Devlin, this movie stars Matthew Broderick, Hank Azaria, Jean Renault, and Maria Patillo, among many others. The movie cost around $115 million to make and did end up making money, taking in $379 million at the box office, but was still under what it was expected to make. So much went wrong or was wild when it comes to this movie. So here are just a few bean fun facts. 
The rights to Godzilla were acquired from Tohoku and went through many iterations before this version, including a Yon de Bond-directed movie with Stan Winston to do the effects. Now, Emmerich and Devlin actually signed on to this movie before Independence Day was released. The soundtrack of this movie was a huge hit going certified platinum. Now, the design of Godzilla was changed because the original, quote, didn't make sense. Also, this one's an iguana, I guess. The production was rushed to get it out on Memorial Day of that year, and it actually never got to do a test screening. This movie has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes and an average 2.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd, if you care. Anyway, back to you, gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks, was, uh, there, there was a... Yeah, this movie was... Yep. Yep. There's a, lot, there's, a, there, there, there's a story behind this story. There's a story behind this story. Well, there was. Apparently, they had different plans for this movie, and then like they all got chopped, and like they had to go with something else, and... There was, I, there was a whole there was a whole thing of why this movie turned out the way it did. I re, uh, upon rewatching of this film, um, it's it, it's fascinating to me how this movie. I think uh, if I had to pick one, this might be the most egregious example of Hollywood studios try like really just trying to artificially create a blockbuster film. Yes. Like this this got this got studio noted into the absolute basement. Mhm. It did. It's it's really shocking to watch this movie and you can almost you can see the brush strokes of being pulled in different directions creatively by whomever like the powers that be at that time. Yeah. Like and this is this is like if you really look at like the 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 structure of this film and like the shot comp and a lot of like what's going on. This is like some old school Hollywood making movie. They were trying really hard, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like, do. I it mean, this feels is- like this feels like studio film from the like from this, the 90, from mid 90s. Or it feels it harkens back like earlier to that. It harkens back to the like you know like a Back to the Future or like. You can feel it's on a set kind of vibe mm-hmm. in a way that like I wasn't I didn't remember it that way and I was kind of shocked by it. Mm-hmm. And this is also so aggressively pre nine eleven. It's not even funny. It's not even funny. It's not. It's like yeah. it's it's it's, a, it's, it's aggressive. Weird. It's weird seeing a movie set in a the city we live in. Yeah. But also the city we live in pre nine eleven. It's like oh that's yep because we live we live in New York City post 9-11 so we like know that vibe really well it's like this movie is yeah boy this this movie is like has so it has so much like weird optimism to it in a way that like i was like oh this is before the hope died and that's oh what but also but also this is huh before we get into it we should probably let people know who haven't seen Godzilla 98, what exactly happens in this movie? In everyone's absolute favorite segment of the show. We took a poll recently. Yeah. This is the most favorite. It was a flash poll. This is the most favoritest part um, uh, of the entire show. Everyone's favorite segment. Plot drop. Oh, what's in the plot? It's the plot drop. Lashy, why don't you tell us uh, the plot of Godzilla 98, please and thank you. Okay, Matthew Broderick is a scientist who studies radiation's effect on animal life. And he did a good job in this movie. 
It's no one of the actors. Fault. I think he did a good job. I was like, the actors all did a fantastic job. It's not their fault. They just they were given absolute crap to work with. And this, but this is also a Matthew Broderick we never saw again. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We because never... like after this movie, he went away. Mm-hmm. He went to Broadway. Yes. Anyways, yeah. keep, keep going. So, so uh, a scientist who who studies radiation's effect on animal life, and the army comes like, "Hey, we need your help to solve a mystery because things have been happening in the Pacific, and eventually it turns out like it might be in a, a giant." irradiated iguana somewhere out in the world and that iguana just happens to show up in new york city for no reason new york city so godzilla quote quotes shows up in new york city uh shows up real quick smashes a couple things walks down i think it was like a house street sound like that something somewhere south of the city uh, when he first gets here, he he's first in, gets he's here, in yeah. Tribeca. He's like in meatpacking. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Meatpacking uh, district for a quick scene, smash some stuff. Everyone's like, oh my God, what's going on? And then dives into the subway system and like is just gone for a while. Military shows up. Everyone's like, we got to find this thing. And they try to find it through all the tunnels. And they go, oh my God, where is it? What's going on? We don't know. And then he shows up again and smashes more stuff. And the military is like, we're going to shoot it. And nothing seems to work. And then people have ideas on how to catch it. Oh, those plans are f- fail. And then eventually Matthew Braddock realizes that, oh, wait a second, um, maybe he is uh, also a she or is just asexual and can reproduce on its own. And is Lizards trying to... have been known to do that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and has a wild idea of like maybe he's just trying to lay eggs on this island so it can procreate or, you know, just to continue its, its species. And but... that's the most sense any of it makes, honestly. And he's like, oh, they're, you know. It's possibly this. Yes. Um, but then his girlfriend, who was his girlfriend in college, now works for a TV station in the city and wants to be a reporter. But she gets fired. So she goes on her own to try to find a story in, with the whole Godzilla thing. No, knows her that her boyfriend's not working for the army. She goes to talk to him. He kind of tells her what's kind of going on, but not really. Then she finds a tape that's top secret. Then she leaks that tape and then gets Matthew Broderick fired. So when then he shows up, uh, when then he gets kidnapped by... Which is actually also, I think, a very good idea. Like a, a secret French service of people trying to like, hey, the French are the ones that dropped that nuke in the Southern Pacific. Yeah. So we think we're the ones responsible for this creature. So we're trying to clean it up so nobody can blame the French. I was like, oh, you know what? That actually kind of makes sense. I also, but but it, it was kind of it's kind of buck wild having the French Secret Service in your movie. Yes, it is. There's a reason that trope hasn't propagated itself. Yeah, it's a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I did kind of like it. Oh, you know how in every movie the French Secret Service shows up and they can just act with impunity on Americans. So it's like, yeah, where'd you get all these guns? It's America. Well, and that's true. Okay, but also what? <laughs> yes. So it turns out that uh, this Godzilla, who looks like nothing like Godzilla, and no. it's a really stupid design, who it just runs around the city. It's a very weird CG New York City, uh, just killing New all York the helicopters City. and doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, laid over 200 eggs in the Madison Square Garden. And Matthew Broderick and the French uh, Secret Service are the only ones who know about it. And they go in, they try to f- find, it's like, oh my God, we found all the eggs. Oh no. Hey, military, blow up Madison Square Garden. And the movie turns from like a Godzilla movie outside in New York City proper to uh, Jurassic Park inside Madison Square Garden as they're yeah. running away from raptors, basically, for the rest of the movie. They get a signal out saying, hey, bomb Madison Square Garden. And then they, they do. And then the movie seems to be over. But it's not because Godzilla pops out of the crater that was Madison Square Garden and is really angry because he killed all my babies. Dead. And is somehow not dead, and then chases Matthew Braddock and the rest of the main characters across the Brooklyn Bridge, and then 
knocks the suspension wires, which I thought this was also decently clever, knocks the suspension wires off the bridge, but somehow gets entangled in it, and then all of a sudden becomes uh, susceptible to missiles, and then dies on the Brooklyn Bridge, and the day is saved. Yeah. But one egg remained. Bum, bum, bum. Dramatic reverb. Oh, God, it was so bad. I just... It was over two hours long, too. Like, yeah, it's it's quite a film. Yeah. They really, they really swing to the fences. It's like 130 minutes, one. I think, yeah. I, I, this movie had so much wrong with it, but I think really the big, the real, the underlying exclamation point, the red letter item of all of this is that I think they had a fundamental misunderstanding of what, of what attracts people to Godzilla. Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They did. They were trying to bring Godzilla to an American audience. And like, as an American watching it, I was like, I can feel them trying to be like, well, this is what Americans like. And I was like, no, it's not. You you screwed it up. They had already nailed it. They had already nailed it. Mm -hmm. The source material had already nailed it. There's a reason that it was so successful in Japan was because they didn't do this. They're like, well, we're going to do it a little bit differently. I'm like, I don't understand. what. That's basically, it's like, hey, we're going to bring McDonald's to Japan, but we're going to sell tacos there because that's what we think they would like. And it's like, no. No, yeah. they'd like McDonald's. This movie seemed to be more like, because it was Roland Emmerich, Roland Emmerich who uh, directed it, and it was his, his team who produced it. Yes. And I was like, hey, this this movie was more like just a straight-up natural disaster movie. Mm-hmm. Well, at least half of it was, and then it turned into Jurassic Park with all the raptors. And I was like, oh, you're filming this as a natural disaster movie. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this this sucks, because like, this isn't how... Ugh, this is boring because Godzilla is not even really a character, and it's a really bad CG. And the military uh-huh. is freaking incompetent. Yes, that's what makes it even worse. Like these people are so dumb. And Siskel and Ebert, did you notice this? Were in charge of the city. Yes, which is like, I, what do you do? Why, why would you? I see. Just stop. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's just stupid. Because you like, you know, they're gonna like hate this movie. Just why would? Yeah, guys, this is dumb. But even just the whole. Thing of like this, it's just a straight monster film. Kill the monster. It was like that's not even. I know. I don't really. I don't like Godzilla films. Uh-huh. Know that like that's wrong. Yeah, Godzilla doesn't die in the end by no. missile strikes. No, that's not. And oh, but, well, and also we not in such a way that you start to kind of at a certain point in the movie. There's a weird switch where you're kind of like, I like Godzilla. She Godzilla's just trying to have its babies. Why are you guys all being jerks about it? We're, there's no also there's no story reason why he's there. No, this this just happens. Uh huh. It's just oh a ship got attacked in the Pacific and then there were footsteps and I guess what South America and all of a sudden like and he just shows up in New York. Just I was waiting. It's like is there a reason? Is there ever a story reason? Do they explain that like, he was following something or it was a trail? They try and, to explain it. There, it's an island. It's a perfect ecosystem to lay eggs. He said it. He did say it, but, but there are doesn't, so many islands. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I also, don't, islands in the Pacific. Yeah, so many islands, unpopulated ones. You know where they could just probably lay the eggs in peace. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I for me this this movie felt like this movie felt like hey. Independence Day was a huge blockbuster. Yep. Jurassic Park was also a huge blockbuster. Yep. How can we smoosh those yep. two movies together? Mm-hmm. Oh, Godzilla. Oh, okay, cool, great. So do we like this? Do we like Godzilla or not? Do because the ending to me when the when Godzilla died on the bridge, I was like, oh, that's uh, why'd you have to kill Godzilla, guys? That sucks. I'm so when like when Godzilla was like sad that their babies are dead. Yeah. Um, 
that that bum, was the only that characterization me, in the that whole bummed movie. me out. I was like, I'm starting to root for Godzilla. I'm like, yeah, get these get these idiots. Like, get them. They killed all your babies. Yeah. Also, it only takes two missiles to blow up all of Madison Square Garden. Only two. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. And you and, and if it blows up to such a degree, you only need to be about twenty feet away, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the other thing. I well, the thing I did enjoy about the movie was that like, oh, I know where they are. That's the Flatiron Building. Oh, they're right next to Bryant Park. Oh, they're down in the south. Oh, the south of the city. Oh, yeah. they're right. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, they, they're right under uh, or right over within Madison Square Garden. That means they're right above. Um, uh, what's that? Penn Station. Penn Station. Oh, and they, at one point they kind of run through. Well, it wasn't actually Penn Station, but like they kind of run through a Penn Station. A facsimile like, of Penn Station. I was like, Station. hey, that's Penn Station. I see. Oh, nice. They come out onto the street. I was like, yes, they yes, because there's stairs out of Penn Station yeah. onto Eighth Avenue. It's like, huh, hey, cool. And the building blows up there. Twenty feet. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, this great explosion. Cool. Oh, they're on 8th Avenue. They gotta get to Bur- they gotta get to the Brooklyn Bridge from Madison Square Garden. This is gonna take a hot second. No, they, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they are not. They weren't in a cab. They're not though. that close. They were in a cab. That you know, they they were they had a car. They had wheels, so it's not that bad. Especially if the city's abandoned like that. But like, I just there's no reason for anything in this movie. No, no. This movie, this it this movie feels like when the idea of something is so strong that it just carries something like it carries a project all the way through, even though no one like this movie felt like a runaway train kind of. Cause here's the thing. Godzilla is a huge movie franchise. Yes, it is. And like the producers making a new Godzilla for like their summer schedule and like trying to like, like we're making Godzilla for the American audience and it's going to be like, and it's going to be a huge spectacle. Like, I don't know if you remember, but I, I do like for me, this movie was a big deal when it came out. I was really psyched about this movie uh, because I like Godzilla a lot and I was really into it. And they were like, we're making a new Godzilla. And I was like, sounds great. Yes, please. I'll be there day one. That sounds awesome. I might even go a couple of times. Hoopsie doodles. Let's roll. Like I was in it. And I think like America writ large was in it. And also the amount of merchandising that this film went through was Staggering. There was a lot. Yeah. There were every every fast food restaurant had a Godzilla cup. You know what I'm saying? P, like P Diddy did the theme song for it. The soundtrack is very very good. Yeah. It's a good soundtrack. P Diddy's cover of "Come with Me" is probably the best thing that came out of this movie. Yeah, yeah. I own the soundtrack mostly because Ben Folds Five has a track on it. It's actually a very good song, but it's a great soundtrack. Sure. But yeah, then watching this movie, I was like, oh, they just. They just were, everyone's like, we're making Godzilla, so let's do it. And it's like, oh, have we thought about this? Well, we got a script, so it's happening. Okay. This was a movie that was a... We got uh, Ferris Bueller. This was a disaster film script. Yeah. It was not a Godzilla script. It was not a monster movie script. No. And then those are two separate things. As I have learned in the past couple of days, those are two separate things. Yeah. And it's probably one of the reasons like... And you, is- don't enjoy, and you do not enjoy disaster movies. I don't. I don't like seeing civilization fall apart. And they. I don't like seeing people, even fake people, like you know, getting drowned or killed or frozen. I don't, I don't like. I just don't like that. Yeah, but it's not. It's. I mean, I know it's. It's fake. not about that. It's about the spectacle of it. And I. But to me, it's like all those people are dying, and that's. This is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. Uh, I Please, I think they're. I think you're thinking too much about it. I, think. I don't find enjoyment I, in these films. Disaster movies. Disaster movies may be like my top two 
in my top two of uh, of of uh, movie genres. I dude, I love I love disaster movies. I love them. I'll take them because they they they're allowed to be a little bad. Sure, you know, mm-hmm. twenty twelve is a fantastic film. It has so many problems that you can just. That's the thing. If anything, if any scene you don't like, it just gets swept away. You know, <clears throat> it just gets you know t- tsunami out of there. Sure, yeah, yeah man, yeah, I love it. Twenty twelve is yeah, is that, that I love disaster movies. I love it. And I love to like see like what humanity's plan is for the inevitable. You know, and like who, how they how they do it. It's fun. <clears throat> you know my top. You know my top movie. Uh, like uh, style favorite style is. I think you can guess. Is it a monster film? Is it a Godzilla movie? No, no. Oh. No. Oh. What is it? Oh, it's heist movies, dude. Heist oh, movie. Whoa, heist whoa, movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Heist movie all, all day long. Okay. Anyways. This movie's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, they really, there are no stakes to it. And also, man, you got to love it. It's, uh, you got to love the late 90s and very early 2000s movies because it's the last bastion of getting away with uh just throwing some slurs that's in your movie right yeah that's right yeah the, uh, uh she yes, says the r word pretty like, like yells first, it yeah the first 10 minutes she yeah. yells it mm-hmm. and, and it's like oh no wow okay, okay. i forgot about that I, yeah i don't feel good about that at all yeah it's like that f-bomb in the the, the first fast and furious movie <laughs> it's, it's like, in the Whoa! first it's in the first 10 minutes dude it's in the first wow, 10 minutes okay and also it would got i mean speaking along those same lines in godzilla like godzilla is in new york in the first 20 minutes of this movie yes that's not how godzilla movies work at all yeah and then it's two hours of having godzilla in new york it takes them two hours mm-hmm it shouldn't take two hours. No. But it's not about... Uh, Godzilla exists in a place in which the on-the-ground stuff against, fighting against Godzilla, there is... a le- In these monster movies, there is... The ground-level stuff like runs parallel with what Godzilla is doing, but it's like kind of clear the whole time that there is very little that humanity can do to stop Godzilla. And if they can, it is like kind of a little bit more grandiose than just the military fighting them. Sure. Does that make any sense? It's either they're fighting another monster or they're like luring Godzilla away to like do something. Mm -hmm. There's like, there are, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, there are hijinks afoot. I never understood why, if they knew Godzilla was going to just slow down and eat all those fish, why they didn't just drug the fish. You know what I'm saying? Or if they realize that Godzilla was going to slow down and just eat all the fish, maybe we just stop trying to fight Godzilla and just see what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Maybe track them. Yes. Yeah. It sucks that they're give, in New York. Give them a tracking fish. But maybe Godzilla won't destroy or kill a lot more people if we stop trying to fight it and just let it do what it's trying to do. Like, ugh. And also, like, I'm not 100% sure where the design of this Godzilla this, went wrong. This Godzilla looks dumb. It's got a massive underbite. His lower jaw does not make any sense. And now seeing from, like, modern-day Godzilla films of what the actual design is, like, oh, this creature does look r- quite stupid. 
It looks quite stupid. Compared to the original one? Yes. Yeah. To the original one and to the, well, you know, the one I, we have in the, in the current movie. I think movies. they would argue that like those designers thought that the OG Godzilla look was stupid. And I was like, no, if you just like if you just take it seriously and make it and take the original Godzilla design and just kind of make it a little bit more realistic, yes. it's actually terrifying. Yeah. Like the Godzilla franchise that start the new one that started in 2014, mm-hmm. like Godzilla looks like the way Godzilla is supposed to look, and Godzilla looks horrifying. Mm-hmm. Horrifyingly awesome. Go get him, Gojira. Let them fight. <sighs> I think speaking of which, yes. I think we've come to I think we've come to our the fix it portion of fix it. Um, and we're kind of in a we're in a weird headspace about this fix right now. Yes, we are. Um, it's interesting. I have a lot of affection towards Godzilla, and I I have like a good amount of thoughts on how I would want to fix this movie. And uh, we have reached uh, we have reached a a point that we come to a lot on this show, but don't always necessarily acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I think this is the purest example, the purest example. Of the true the true fix to Godzilla ninety eight is that you do not make this film. No, and that really and that and I, and I don't like saying that, and I don't like being that guy, and I don't like it. it kind of flies in the face of what we're doing here at Fix It. But the th- what I would like to fix today is that when as Adam and I have been in pre production for this episode and I've been having conversations <laughs> about this, mm-hmm. it has come to light that Adam. Well, you explain it. I don't like Godzilla movies. <laughs> like at all. Not at all. I now, thought there was the at least some affection. Because we have done the trailers and you have been, you know, you've gotten into it. Because the monster fights look cool. Yes. But like I said earlier, I don't like disaster films. Sure. And so many people die in these movies. I've never understood the popularity uh, and appeal of Godzilla. Because these movies don't do anything for me. But, but he's a big monster. But little city, little city go smoosh. Sure. Big monster go, yeah. I, 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 and I get that. And yeah. the fights from uh, King of the Monsters, pretty neat when he fights Ghidorah. And, uh, Ghidorah. And uh, when uh, Godzilla versus Kong, in the, last, in the last one we saw a couple years ago, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, that was pretty neat. Just the fight itself was pretty neat. Go yeah. King Kong. Um, and then Mechagodzilla shows up. I was like, oh, they're fighting together? Oh, this fight. is great. Man, Ken Watanabe, he delivers every line in those movies. Just, just put, They're just perfect. When he, when, he for, when he names Godzilla for the first time, like, I, like, I, like, I, I like cried. I was, it's perfect. I love Ken Watanabe. But I, don't, I bounce off these films because yeah. I have no one to connect to. Yeah. Because your main character is a giant, your titular character is a giant creature that doesn't communicate yeah. and just does things and everyone else is acting in and around this thing and it just, the stories for me didn't make any sense. But he's more protector. That's the thing. I'm, I get that now. I'm seeing like, oh, this is what the metaphor was and what they're going for. Yeah. But it seems, especially in this movie, in 98, that, no, no, that's, that, gone. that's gone. That's, but even in the newer ones, it's like, this is bouncing off me. I don't see what yeah. you're trying to communicate through these movies of like, of, sure. of this is what you're going for. Yeah, man. Cause it's just like, Oh, all I'm seeing is Millie Bobby Brown run around a bunch of stuff and just like kind of tell things what's happening and then try to help. And then we're fighting. Yeah. It just seems more about the, you know, the humans being stupid and, but like the metaphor for what Godzilla is supposed to be is completely lost 
in these Western versions of the film. Oh, no. I, th- I, I think, if anything, I think the Western movies kind of, for me, br- I think they bring that more to light. But Well, also, like, now I'm doing some research, like, because I, I looked up, like, why is Godzilla popular? <laughs> Because like what 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 is it? I because I truly like I don't understand. I really don't. This is a unique episode to prep for because I got here and I was fully like normally Adam has his like has his little computer out and he goes okay I have my fix ready I just need to go over it and I'm like cool so we're podcasting it and he goes dude I don't know how to I don't I don't like I don't like these movies so I don't know how to I don't know how to yeah do this I don't know. And I was like, "Wow, okay, that's a f- that's a first. Yeah. That's a first. Um, so, so well, I mean, I mean, we're gonna I, do a fix today. Yes, we're gonna do one fix together. But I think the in, the inherent fix is going to be we are going to make a God, Godzilla ninety eight, and we're gonna keep it in ninety eight. Yes, we are gonna make a Godzilla ninety eight that Adam would like to see. Yeah. That Adam that will that will <laughs> that will answer the question." Why is Godzilla so popular? <laughs> yes. No, that's truly <laughs> it. Because yeah. well, I, I mean, that's the thing. I was, when I was, I was reading the Wikipedia stuff, reading a bunch of different entries, and just like kind of going, it's like, okay, what, what is the popular... Why? Why do people... How do people connect to this character? Because monsters fight. Beyond just monsters <laughs> fight, what is it about this character that draws people to it? Because I truly... like, Because it's not like... I just... I don't understand. And seeing the history of Godzilla... Uh, from the 50s and 60s, being that it was a metaphor for uh, Japanese culture, like fear of an, an, another, you know, nuclear attack. Yeah, and like, and then like, and then the first few, first few movies was all about that metaphor, and then slowly as they started to introduce other monsters into this, you know, yeah, but it started a world build. Started a world build. It's yeah. like, oh, Godzilla is actually becoming a protector. He starts becoming a superhero, or, you know, a hero yeah. in later films, and then it's him fighting these other monsters. Yeah. Like, oh, I. I'm starting to understand what's going on yeah. here. Be- Have you re- seen any of these older ones? No. Okay. Um, Do you want to know my favorite? If I may recommend one. Sure. Just watch Rodan. Okay. It's not a Godzilla movie. It's Rodan. Oh, okay. Rodan is a very good monster movie. Okay. It's like very good. It's a good one. So, it's like old, but it's, it's old school. Sure, you know, you know people in suits and stuff running around yes. a small set, yeah, very much like so. Power Rangers and stuff. It's a lot. Of, well, this one's a lot of miniatures because they're flying over cities and like obliterating them. Ah, yeah, Rodan like flies so fast. That oh yes, I see. Yeah, because it just burns everything in its wake. Because like I understand like you know Pacific Rim and like the Power Ranger stuff. You know, if it's like you know getting in a giant mech suit to you fight. You don't like humans not having agency. Yes, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm Team Human. I'm Team Civilization. Yeah, my bad. But I'm not saying that it's I, bad. I, I'm I just feel like a little bit judgmental. What a what? No, giant monsters fight. I, it's I feel if I may be a thousand percent bold with you. Please do. And I, this, I as always, I'm coming from a place of love. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes you have a hard time. Like you can't separate you. Like you're like, but I'm a human. Humans can't. Oh, like I'm. Are you saying humans? Humans are are weak and frail. I, that means I'm weak and frail. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you take like I feel like you take a movie that like is like humanity writ large like can't fight this force. You're like, well, I could fight it. What no, are you I want to be able to fight a battle. Yeah. 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 I want to be able to you know I want humanity to be able to kind of control its own yeah. destiny. It is. It's a. It is. It is a small. Yeah. It is a small offshoot of your main character syndrome. <laughs> 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> like humans can't win, but I'm human. Yeah. And I'm main character. Screw you. We're gonna win. <laughs> We're gonna win. We'll find. We'll find a way. Screw you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, but I I think that you that would make you would like disaster movies because more majority of the time people do sort like overcome it and survive it. Oh sure, they do. But I it, can't but recommend just... the, the 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 seminal classic 2012 because I think you'll be very you'll be happily pleased with the ending of that film. The three boats of people are still look. Alive. We have a reaction channel and a Patreon. I can trick I can trick you into you watching this movie. You can trick me into watching it. Oh well, yeah, man. All I have to do is just all I have to. Well, that's the thing about the peaches and the slop goblins and everyone in this area. I just mm. got to plant the seeds of like Adam really doesn't want to watch this movie, so you should ask him about it a bunch, and they will. Thanks, guys, Jay. guys, get in the chat. Awesome. Tell that I mean, to watch twenty twelve. It's fantastic. Yeah, and if you're, so, you know, if you happen, to, if if you happen to have Adam's cell phone number, just text him like, "Yo, twenty twelve, <laughs> everybody, get him." Thanks, if Jay. you own, if you own a sky riding plane, maybe ride it above, ride it above you Adam's know? address, which is <laughs> <laughs> cool, Jay. LL Cool J. LL yeah. Cool J. That's yeah. why they call me that. Yeah, that's why they do. Yeah, I'm the next one. So you know? my <laughs> thought is, so what I, when it's like trying to come up with a fix for this thing, sure. I'm like trying to like, okay, seeing as how, trying to introduce Godzilla to a Western market that largely does not know this property very well. Yes. Because I still think like Godzilla's uh, popularity in the West is still pretty niche. that's what really was trying to do. Yes. That it's still pretty niche. Niche. So like we need to expand, you know, this hey, this is what Godzilla is. Now, if this is what happened, you know, cuz I have not rewatched these the, the the like 2014 movie and like King of Monsters or, or King versus Kong. I will say uh, watching through Godzilla this it made me want to rewatch those movies. Just in case like this is what they were actually going for. Uh-huh. But man, those movies just seem to be like so much talking about I got to release all the monsters to destroy humanity blah blah, blah. like yeah, oh, love. Let them fight. Oh, for God's sakes, you're introducing too much too fast. Dude, just let them fight. So my thought <laughs> is to ch- slow it down a little bit. And let them fight. Slowly, one by one, and or just kind of introduce the idea of what Godzilla is supposed to be. Okay. In a metaphor that uh, right. the West would understand. Okay. okay. Because we don't have that fear of a nuclear war. And I'm here to help like you Japan build does. the fun, like, to, to keep it on the Godzilla straight and narrow. Sure. Okay, but, but I think my my general because honestly, when we started talking about this, like, oh, I think we can set this monarch thing up in this whole like world of monsters. That yes. I was at Univ, not Univ. Well, who's got the who's got this I wanna property? S- I want to say Godzilla is Paramount. Paramount, I think whoever's got the rights. Like, hey, you could have you know this could have been started twenty years ago or so. Like, I, I I would argue 20, that 20 I think ago. the twenty twenty four or the twenty fourteen uh, Godzilla franchise is actually d- doing a decent. Oh, job. I think it's probably doing Skull fine Island too. Was a fun movie. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Hey, gentlemen, producer Brian here. Just gonna pop in the MonsterVerse, as they're calling it now. Uh, the characters are owned and created still by Toho Company, but the franchise is produced by Legendary Pictures and co-produced and distributed by Warner Brothers. It consists of five films and two television series. The films are Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla vs. Kong, and then 2024's Kong Godzilla The New Empire. Uh, and then the TV shows are a Skull Island anime that was on Netflix, and then Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which is now airing on Apple+. Plus. Anyway, back to you, gentlemen. Yeah, but I mean, that was a little bit easier to understand, because like, because in that, in that, there was a tribe of people there already on the island, and Kong was actively protecting them I mean, against... It is universal. 
them against those giant reptile monsters. Yeah. Like, there was actually a symbiotic relationship between that tribe and King Kong. Yeah. So, like, that was based, and the, that, and that, and, and our new characters to the island were learning as they were going. As the, and, the, the, and he's a mammal, and you can get on board with mammals. Team Opposable Thumbs, baby! Let's go! Cracking those oh, weapons! Man. Oof. Godzilla's Godzilla is gonna open up King Kong's mouth and just bah! just barf lightning right down his right down his gullet. Just ah! that's so, right, baby. So my initial idea of how to fix this whole thing go on hit me. Okay, would be to lean into Godzilla uh, being a hero, but it would take the whole movie to get to that point of like seeing that in that light. Understood. But also using the metaphor of like um, the environment environmentalism. Sure. Because that is, you know, oh, okay. That's a, a that's of the things that that we share in common with Japanese society of like, hey, no, Godzilla is actually a protector of the planet. Okay. So like when I, like Ghidorah shows up and it's like, oh no, that's an alien monster who's trying to, to take over everything. Of yeah. course, Godzilla's going to fight him on yeah. you know the Earth's behalf. Oh, yeah, dude. That's something I can get behind if I understood what the heck was going on. Oh, okay. So I think if you slow roll this whole thing and change this whole first movie from and keep the original design clearly, obviously. Yes. But have this as we are introducing Godzilla to a Western audience that we have. We set this on the West Coast. Okay. Probably like San Francisco or something. That's where 2014 uh, has its big fight. Awesome. I'm already then I'm I'm already kind of in the right mindset then. And it's an iconic city enough from a from an architectural standpoint. Yeah. But it's also like. Yeah, okay. That I think what you would do in that first movie is have like, and this especially you know, being in the late 90s, yes. is have like a giant uh, corporation like doing something nefarious, probably with like nuclear waste or something in okay. the South Pacific. So we're existing in a, so, so in this fix, are we existing in a world in which Godzilla is created in no. this film? No. Or he, Godzilla has already been around? He well, he's already he's not created in this movie, but he is alive. He just hasn't shown up yet. Okay, this so we're is getting the, this humanity's is the first, first, first run in. Yes, with Godzilla. with Godzilla. I guess that's what I mean. Yes, this is the humanity's first run in with Godzilla. Okay, so late nineties. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I would. Okay, but for this move, for this fix's yes. purpose, I think for, I can get behind in, that. Introducing this to a Western audience. But we're not going to have a, a long montage that it's like, hey, this iguana got hit by a nuke. That's literally that's literally what it basically shows. That the whole the whole sequence is like, what if an iguana got nuked? That's really, literally all it was. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. It's well shot. Sure, it's a decent montage, yeah. but just like it takes forever in the movie. Like, oh, just shut up. Just, just shut yes. up. Oh, little little egg. Just stop. Please, just stop. Roll yeah. in Just start the damn movie. So I think. Um, you know, we start to, you know, we see this giant, you know, corporation that has like, you know, nuclear power is the way of the future because you know, environmentalism, blah, 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 which is clean energy, nuclear energy, but like we're like dumping it in like the South Pacific or something like that. Right. Okay. And that could awaken because, you know, seeing the, uh, the, the ec uh, ecologic disaster that could awaken Godzilla. Okay. And then Godzilla travels to the source of the stuff and we could you know could see some you know the, the giant wake as he's going through this, the ocean you know a couple of boats get you know ripped up a little bit and like there's some like, a story of like what the heck is going on in the pacific okay. something seems to be traveling towards the west coast of america okay so how stopping right there yeah. how are we fitting how are we fitting ferris bueller in this oh um he can he's an environmental activist activist yes interesting or like he could work for the epa 
Okay, I, I think that fits more his his yeah, yeah, yeah. style a little yeah, bit. Absolutely, yeah, because he's pleasantly nerdy. Yes, um, because we can we can set up in this in the because like you know using and the, and I read somewhere that like the was it the twenty fourteen Godzilla movie or like there was a, there was a recent modern Godzilla film that um, the whole metaphor was about uh, Japanese government uh, response to the earthquake. Yes. And like that's what they the, were. Um, the, it was the 2014 one because the monsters are feeding off of nuclear energy. Ah, yeah. So like that, like they were using it was a metaphor. The for... The ones that I thought were Rodan. Ah, in the mm-hmm. in that trailer because they're like flying over the things. They were actually it was pretty cool actually. Um, okay, I like this. I think this first part of the movie we have we're getting our expo dump from. We're we're getting it from uh, Matthew Broderick showing up mm-hmm. as as an EPA inspector mm-hmm. who is basically inspecting, um, like he knows something's going. This company is doing something nefarious. Yes, and is trying to bring people's attention to it. Let's say, uh, oh, while while the big business people are just like, let's say he's part <laughs> of the EPA and he is inspecting an oil rig out in the ocean. Yeah, and but he realizes that they are also. Um, this corporation is using this. Uh, he realizes pretty quickly that this oil rig is not there to drill oil. They are using this as a station to dispose of nuclear waste. They are drilling yeah. down. Da- they are drilling down so they can bury yep. nuclear waste mm-hmm. and then just seal it over at the bottom of the ocean. Yep, yeah. that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and- we have an environmental disaster about to happen because of this company's uh, uh, malfeasance. Yes, thank you. So it awakens Godzilla. Trails, you know, follows the back to the source because he's Godzilla. Yeah. And he gets to San Francisco. I think the main point of the movie mm-hmm. is everyone trying to stop Godzilla, but it knows, Godzilla knows what it's doing. Okay. It's going after the source of this problem. Gotcha. And I think what we learned through this movie is that, and this is, and that's one thing they set up with Godzilla is that like, he is like finally attuned to nuclear energy. Cause it's part of like what his power base is. Mm-hmm. So like it's, I think the, the misdirect that we get in this movie is that we think that Godzilla is trying to, uh, get to the nuclear, uh, reactor or the, it, yeah, the company in order to like them. eat it or absorb it and get more powerful. But that is not what he is doing. Right. Okay. It's, uh, I think we get through this movie of the, that sense of we cannot stop this thing. And this is how like Matthew Broderick, and, like, you know, people we can see. And I think just for, for those of us people in the West who like don't really get this and maybe need this to be a little bit more like warn, like, hey, notice how he's not doing certain things. He's not just blanket wiping out San Francisco. Yes. He's like, he's clearly on a trajectory to do a certain goal oriented thing. It could also very well be in this attack on San Francisco, like the military can't really do anything about it and it becomes a media circus, but eventually gets to a point where you have Matthew Broderick's character. And if we're putting this in 1998 in order to, I think he has someone he is working with at uh, the the FBI, so he that gets him into the military room. And if I am going to cast someone to make this even more ninety eight, mm-hmm. that character is going to be played by none other than the late nineties finest, Janine Garofalo. Oh, okay, uh, dude, no one, dude, 
No one had a better run in the late 90s than more than Jean Gar Garofalo. Yeah. We never stopped liking her as an actress. She's wonderful. Mm -hmm. She was great in the West Wing. She was good in everything. Mm -hmm. I love Janine. And also, it makes this movie so much more 98, I yeah. can't even stand it. Mm -hmm. So she's his like FBI like handler person. Yes. And she's the one that gets him uh, into kind of like the the big, like uh, I want to say war rooms, even sure. though it's not really mm -hmm. war. And I think this initial like San Francisco run, they're like, well, if you really like acknowledge like the, the path of this situation, um, it, it really seems like, uh, th this, the military getting involved in this made this way worse than it needed to be. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe, and, and again, this is probably just for me and other dum dums who do not like need to have this get hit over the head a little bit more. You know, this, yes. this needs needs the metaphor to be not quite so subtle. Uh -huh. It's just like clearly Godzilla was trying to stop what was going on with what this company was doing. Not that like doesn't know what these companies are, blah, blah, but no, like it just can tell the source of these things because radiation is part of his power base. That if we clearly what we are trying to fight against right now, what you are attempting to fight against is basically Mother Nature itself. Yes. You cannot stop Mother Nature. Can I add? Or is, is you know, yeah. is, is the agent of yes. in Godzilla. Yes. Can I offer some 90s blockbuster Roland Emmerich things into sure. what we've had so far? Yeah. Obviously, we're going to have to have a scene. I think, I think there's some kind of a boat race happening in the bay in, the bay. Sure. in San Francisco. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think... Godzilla, like, come. I feel like the boat race gets bisected by Godzilla's uh, spiky fins, fins yeah, yeah, yeah. like, coming out of the water. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's, and like, and like the boats, like, fall off to the side. I think that'd be a really fun sequence yeah. that you could have. That's a good trailer mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. Also, in this initial attack in San Francisco, just because, we, you know, we're coming on the heels of, like, Independence Day and stuff, sure. Godzilla's. Like atomic breath is going to cut, you know, like the cool pyramid building in San Francisco. Yes, he's going to cut that lengthwise. Lengthwise, yeah. Oof, okay. Like he's gonna hot dog instead of hamburger that thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like from the bottom up. Sure. Okay. Just bah! and it's gonna like and it's boom 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 boom, but like it like falls into two pieces because mm -hmm. he's like trying to hit a plane or something. Sure. And I, cause I think like the ultimate, like, dude, if you think about it, if he's trying, if he's trying to knock a jet out of the way and you just see the shot of the jet, like flying up the side of the trying building, to pull up, yeah. but it's like, he's like pulling up, like flying straight up the building and you're getting the shot from above and it's just goo, 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 goo like the explosions behind, oh, like, him. Right behind him. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's so good. And also you're going to have a jet, you're going to have a jet fighter in there. And that guy specifically is the guy that's like, he's the military guy that's like, we just got to go get him. But then like after this situation, he realizes like, hey guys, maybe Godzilla isn't so bad after all. You know? You got to have that. Well, because I think, yes, I think that the ultimate trajectory of this movie is that Matthew Broderick and Janine Garofalo will eventually like, hey, military, stop fighting him. Yes. Clearly, this is not working and the situation is being made worse by this. Yeah. And like... Clearly, he's got an intended target, and it's this company that's doing a thing, right? Yeah. And he can just follow the sense. It's like, oh, there's you know more stuff stored there, whatever. And I think the ultimate bad guy of the movie is this company. Like, if, well, if the military is not going to do a thing, well, then we're going to try to stop them. Yeah. And they go out of the way to pull out, you know, all these crazy you know, company things or whatever, you know, black market, you know, weapons and things of that nature. Nothing, nothing Mechagodzilla, but this is the beginning. This is going to be the beginning of this stuff. 
Yes. But they, so they, this company is, tries to fight, you know, tries to fight for the, in, in lieu of the military because they're, you know, a global entity and they have, you know, all sorts of stuff. They can pull out some crazy stuff. But Godzilla, again, just walks through all this stuff. You see him getting batted around and maybe it's a little, you know, a little rope up here and there. Maybe the company has some type of technology that kind of wounds him slightly. But eventually, like, Godzilla will eventually crush this thing. The, the main CEO guy <laughs> will eventually, you know, get his one-uppance. Yes, I'm seeing... Come up-ins. Okay. And then Godzilla just goes back to the sea and clearly like there's a lesson at the end, like clearly he was here to stop what they were doing, which I was trying to tell you all about. But like, thank God he was here because something way worse was going to happen if they c- continue to do their plan. Okay. I'm seeing this movie towards the end right now. Please do. And I'm going to give this movie some bigger. Um, I'm going to give this movie some bigger. Like, uh, I think this I think we're gonna we're going to put whatever the the nuclear problem mm-hmm. is, because it's all about like it's all about energy creation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you have, and this is real '90s action. This is real '90s like big blockbuster movie mm-hmm. set piece. I think you have your evil nuclear corporation mm-hmm. is under is is entrenched in the Hoover Dam. Oh, okay. They they're basically like they don't realize why they don't necessarily realize like why uh, the Hoover Dam is suddenly like making a ton more energy than it normally was. Okay, and basically they're using it as a cover to like experiment on nuclear on on nuclear reactors. Sure, okay, like and how to make them like more powerful, mm-hmm. but like it, but obviously more volatile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like clearly a problem, but they're using that as a cover. To be like, well, we can just send the energy out. Like, it's got to go somewhere, so we got to send it out. And like the Hoover Dam, well, it's like, so we get, we basically get a sequence of, um, uh, we get Godzilla, um, making his way towards the this making his way uh, towards the source of the power, mm-hmm. but he's passing through, um, he's passing through Las Vegas. And this is our big act two kind of moment. Okay. And I like the idea that Godzilla like actually takes a pretty significant beating in, and this is where um, there's just too much money involved. And this is where you can kind of see the government corruption of things. Cause like at that point, I feel like Matthew Broderick and Janine Garofalo have made their point. And so they're just following Godzilla at this point. But yes. when he gets close to Vegas, tensions really raise with everybody mm-hmm. there. And so there's like a huge fight between like him and like Godzilla and our military at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, and I think Godzilla like actually kind of like takes takes uh, a beating mm-hmm. in Las Vegas and goes down. Oh no. Because that would also be a really interesting shot of like a Godzilla like a knocked out Godzilla on the strip um, or in and around the strip, yeah. Um, but because the power plant in Vegas is pumping so much nuclear energy into, mm-hmm. into the, the system and it's kind of like tainted energy. Like I like the idea, I, I like the idea of, of Godzilla being knocked out and it being nighttime and then all of the lights like dimming in Vegas and you can kind of just see like the nuclear energy, like pouring into Godzilla and him like getting back up and being re-energized again, and mm-hmm. like keep moving. Like it's like one of those moments. It's it's one of those moments where like everyone in Vegas is kind of like, oh man, Godzilla. Like I, I feel like public sentiment has turned, and everyone's kind of like, we believe in you, Godzilla. 
because they can kind of maybe see what's going on. I feel like I feel the like story, the, PR... the Matthew, yeah, Matthew Broderick's side of the story of like he's not actually trying to hurt us. Yes, he's trying to stop something us from ruining X Y Z. Yeah, and I think and, and again because we're dumb Westerners and I wouldn't get the metaphor. Like we need to like really like maybe hit the hit us over the head with this metaphor of like this company's too big. It's just polluting everywhere. And it's going to, it's, if we keep doing this, it's going to ruin the planet. It's like, well, there's too much money involved. Some, some people of the government have to be involved in this. Like yeah. actually kill this thing because uh-huh. there's too much money involved. This, you know, is part of, you know, you know, the military industrial complex, all this kind of stuff. Just hit us over the head with it. It's like, Oh, okay. So Godzilla isn't actually the bad guy here. I see what he's actually fighting against. This makes a lot more sense now to me. Cool. And so Godzilla approaches approaches the Hoover Dam. And we get another fight with I wanna part of me and like when I was like thinking about my fix is that I, I wanted to have like some kind of like monster larger monster for him to fight, mm-hmm. but have it turn out to be like my in my and what I was thinking about before we kind of pow out on this was that like Godzilla was already a thing but hadn't been around for a while. And so the powers that be, uh there was going to be a monster and Godzilla would uh, like appear to mm-hmm. fight the monster and save save people but the monster ended up being not real like being a large robot of some kind sure. like made to look like a monster mm-hmm. so they could like ca- they could study and capture Godzilla that was kind of my whole mm-hmm. so i part of me wants to give in this case wants to give the military like some kind of larger fighting mechanism for some kind of large fight sure um i like the idea of I don't want to introduce Mecha Godzilla quite yet into this universe. Um, I know this is weird because, like, I feel, you know, in a lot of these movies, like, you want to introduce another monster, but I think it feels like it's really like, important to not introduce another monster right now because you want to kind of slow roll this slightly yes. to like help, you know, take us by the hand and lead us through this. Like, no, no, yes, because the after credit scene is like somebody showing up to Matthew Broderick and maybe he's like, you know, a, you know, the monarch version is like, you don't understand. Like, there have been. There's, there's, if I were doing, there's more of him if out I were there. Doing, if I were doing a um, an after credit sequence in this movie, it would be Matthew Broderick's character getting off of a helicopter, and the, it the, like the camera turning around and someone being like, "Like, welcome to Skull Island." Like similar to what they did in 2014. Yes. Be like, there's been like we know we know you've seen the lizard. There are others. There are others. Um, but I think. Uh, Godzilla approaches is like makes his way to the Hoover Dam. There is a fight outside the dam, but also I think you're getting the perspectives of all of the like media outlets of being like, is he trying to hurt humanity by destroying the dam? Is he trying to save us? What's going on? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of confusion around. Yes, um, and I think eventually, like um, uh, through this fight, that Godzilla is basically just trying to stop this nuclear experimentation. Um, the dam breaks. And uh, all of the water comes down. And it's like it can be a huge disaster for all of the towns, like you know, below mm-hmm. below the Hoover Dam. And I think where we get Godzilla's, pr- he's our protector moment, is that like Godzilla uses his abilities to to divert the water and stop and stop the flooding uh, of all of like of all of the uh, of all the humanity river. Yeah. below river. Yeah. Like he he uses that ability to like stop the water and it's like a really imp- and everyone's catching it on the camera they're like Godzilla's here to save us yeah uh, and eventually you know it'll eventually come out what was underneath the dam and why like why that had to happen in the first place mm-hmm. uh, but we get a Godzilla um, 
all leading up to this one moment because you have Janine Garofalo and uh, Matthew, Broderick. Matthew Broderick who had like, you know, made it off the dam just in time. You get the shot of Godzilla in the in the um, in the canyon, uh, like walking by mm-hmm. like and like kind of bend down to the two of them. But like they're already kind of at his level. And like you see him just you see like a note like almost like a small nod some, from Godzilla. Some type. It doesn't of even co- have to be a movement. It can the shot so, can indicate. Yes, it. there needs to be a shot indicating Godzilla knows what it's doing and it just communicated. Yes, that's yes, that's all. It just yes, that's what I personally that's what I need. Yeah, because like you could do it in, cause with because because when they Godzilla did it, died, it was sad. Yes. And and I was like, I don't know why I feel sad right now. Well, that shot of the eye. Was I supposed to be and, rooting you know, for this? It was. Like, I don't know who I'm rooting yeah. for in this movie. Yeah. And you get that shot. Yeah. And then you get the post credit sequence of like Matthew Broderick being like being uh, being a, or, or being approached by Monarch in some yeah. some degree. Some yeah, some degree. There are others out there. I've heard the Monarch show is really good. And I've I also I, heard. I, I kind of want to add it to the list. I knew Jay. I, I already added it to the list. Oh okay. I knew, I, we have I such knew, a long list. I know we'll get we will get to it, <laughs> but I it, it the looks list is a little full right now. Our dance card's a little full, but it we'll is get, a little we'll full. But it. it looks really good. I mean, it does look it looks look decent. People have said the first couple episodes are great. I know, but I think I mean for me for a Western audience be, having to be spoon fed like, hey, this is why Godzilla is so popular. Yeah, we really need to kind of be force fed this. Hey, he's the protector. Here's some moments where he's clearly a hero. It's, you know, and Matthew Broderick and Janine Garofalo can kind of be our, you know, our people there being like introduced to this world. Yeah. And then I think from there, like if this movie does well, and I think, you know, we, and we got, I would add into that like final twosome, I would add the pilot who realizes that Godzilla is not doing anything like trying to help. Mm-hmm. And if I'm do if it's 1998, I'm casting Skeet Ulrich. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you can have that kind of piloty sm- smarm. Sure. You know? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Or like uh uh what's his name? Uh from he was a uh, uh, not Christian Bale. Uh Christian He was in uh, he was in a uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. He was Alan uh, he was a uh, Will Scarlet. Oh, oh, I don't remember that guy. You should. Uh, he was in a. Uh, uh, it'll come to me. Yeah, eventually. This is good. This is it's, a good podcast. It's a good job, bud. This is a good podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I think the after <laughs> so the after credit scenes are such yeah. right is definitely great. Oh, in the '90s, we didn't have this, but we're going back in time. We're doing it. Christian Slater. There we go. Oh, Christian Slater. Yes. Oh, Christian Slater would be yeah, a great Christian pilot. It's Christian yes. Slater, Janine Garofalo, and and uh, and Matthew Broderick. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's I good, like right? That. Yeah, that's yeah, very '98. That's, that's, yeah, that's a good trio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we have the uh, you know, hey, introduce introduction of Monarch or whatever the, you know that version of it would yeah. be like. Hey, there are others out there. Mm-hmm. This world's a lot bigger than you think. Yeah. Okay, but I also think that the like the son of the CEO of the company that was just destroyed. Yeah. Is like, well, now I have to kill them. <gasps> okay. So that's the I need to I need to anti Godzilla technology. And that's I feel what like our, that's what our company is now. Yes. And that takes us down to tech. anti kaiju technology. Yep. And that's the I think that I think the second movie we get we get King Kong. 
Oh, okay. I think we go. I think we just expand this universe a little bit more. Like honestly, what? it's what it's what the franchise has been doing late now. Oh, uh, sure. That, like I, Kong Skull Island. I think you know that another version of that type of story of just you know like do you mean like Kong versus Godzilla or just just a King Kong movie? Oh, if we introduce Kong on uh, King Kong on Kong Island, King Island. Can I be honest with you? Kong I'm realizing Island. as we're fixing this thing, we're we're ba- we're doing going a large a long way towards make just making. Uh, Godzilla 2014. <laughs> I mean, we just took the other monsters out of it. Yeah, well, it's not well, that far away well, from what, we, this, made, what sequel, we just did. This, well, I mean, <laughs> I that's feel like people are lighting it, uh, us up in the they comments could be, right again, now because I didn't see it or didn't I didn't see it and I didn't understand. If I did, did, I didn't understand it. So again, if that is kind of what happened in that movie, then that makes sense, and I should definitely rewatch that movie. I think you'd like it. It's very but good. The sequel definitely should not be Godzilla King of Monsters because there were. Too many monsters in that movie. Ah, uh, yeah. I you mean, could slow roll that a little bit. Yeah, I like because it was too. Well, yeah, because you already knew everybody. Yeah. But the Western audience, we are dumb. We need to be slowly fed this stuff. Yeah. There was too much going on. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want to do it a trilogy and like, okay, that was a kind of a big, you know, point. Like, you definitely have like Ghidorah. At the end of the trilogy, introduce like Rodan or maybe Mothra in the second one and kind of definitely have a monster v monster fight. Maybe do you want to do an offshoot with a King Kong? That'd be great. You know, you know, a parallax story. But like, I think you lead towards a third movie being like, no, 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 no. Western audiences. Ghidorah is like, yo, this is a big effing deal. This thing is from space. This is an interdimensional. This is an interdimensional monster. And yeah, this is, this is Godzilla's like zod like yes this is this is a big deal yes yeah this is an existential threat to humans and godzilla yeah yeah but you need to slowly unravel this stuff and spoon feed us why this is important and like and then and then from there you can go on to like oh the, you know the, the king Man. kong versus godzilla I you know mecha godzilla can show up i mean because that yeah, that reveal in the move of kong versus uh, godzilla versus kong was awesome. It's like, oh, they're using the skull from Ghidorah as the base of Mechagodzilla. Oh, that's not going to go well. Yeah. Oh, it didn't go. Well. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, it was cool as hell. Boy, I part of me wishes that this was slow rolled a little bit more and just wasn't crammed into the end of this movie. Yeah, but I understand why it was. But like, oh man, oh, this was cool. I had a blast cool. with that movie. I had a blast. That was that that was just stupid enough. For for a Godzilla movie, but there was so much. Tra- there was so that was the other thing. A lot of these movies have w- uh, so much lore in them. Yeah, that's almost like guys. I'm I'm sorry. I'm new to this. This what is this Hollow Earth and the, like these other the, the things other the temples end, under the water. The old, I'm like, so confused as to what's going on. The old monster movies like do have that much as well, but it's also <laughs> usually like kind of kind of really hammy and ham fisted mm-hmm. uh, because you know they're old they're old B movies. You know. So it's like it it's hard to like it's hard to know what canon in this universe to respect. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's like it wasn't all gold. <laughs> it wasn't all gold. Some of it's really stupid. One of them's a big moth. Don't get me wrong. I will die for Mothra. <laughs> I will lay in traffic for that big beautiful moth. However, really stupid. Conceptually pretty dumb, but I'd kill for her. You know? She's our big, 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 beautiful gal with a big old mothy butt. <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> stupid. Okay. I really think we just wrote a Godzilla movie that already exists. <laughs> we, again, we might have. 
But like, if that is what Godzilla 20, 2014 was, I need definitely need to rewatch it. And maybe maybe now with this little bit of research and understanding where the where, where this popularity came from, I'll understand it more. And but I think, like, yeah. it, I think you just needed to. I mean, again, these movies have done well enough to keep making stuff. But I think there was, I think they have left money on the table. Yes. As if because like they they were kind of kind of they, they did thread the needle of old school fans will like it and new fan new fans like it as well. But I think if they aired more slightly more on the side of new getting more people into the franchise and dumbing it down maybe or just yeah. slow rolling it just a little bit more. This ninety eight film was well, just. But this ninety eight film was absolute garbage. It yeah it really. It has just it just has a fundamental misunderstanding of what it's trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Of what of Yeah, it's huh. Like the Godzilla movie to me feels like, you know like when like fast food places like try to do something crazy with their menu and they just like and it they just basically create like an abomination of a burger. Sure. Like this movie feels like that to me. I'm mm. like structurally it's a burger, but like you didn't need any. But of at those. what cost? But at what cost? I'm like, I'm supposed to just eat that and like go be a human being for the rest of the day? No, 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 no. Good mark, good, good merchandising for this movie. But that's really about the, yeah. Anyone that's anyone that really was standing behind the studios and the whole strike situation, uh, can take one good look at this movie and be like, well, they don't always. They maybe they don't really. They really talk like they know what they're doing, but, ugh. Not always. Yeah. This was this was the Batman and Robin of Godzilla movies. Ooh. Well, if anything, if somehow we accidentally did also just rewrite a dumbed down <laughs> version of 2014, at least at least for me, this has actually given me a, an appreciation for Godzilla, which I did not have two days ago. Okay. Yeah. So like I need I definitely think I need to go back and watch that re rewatch it because like but again, King of Monsters, there's like I remember we watched that. To, we went to the theater to see. It. I was like, there, "Guy, there's so much going on right yeah. now. There's what is what is even happening, Jay? There's why are all these? I don't understand what's happening. There's so much happening. Ah! Yeah, but I saw, man, <laughs> the fight with Ghidorah was cool. But well, like, she sometimes, ah! sometimes you just need to turn your brain off and let them fight. Let them fight. Godzilla." He just says it's so good. It's very good. Yes. Ugh, I love it. And then he died. <sighs> Poor guy. Yeah. What can you do? Maybe not stand around in lava and get out of there. Uh, I mean, the, the, yeah, that, yeah, that usually helps. Well, we did it, but I think we fixed Godzilla. We, yes. The, the true, the true fix is just not making this movie. This movie really shouldn't have been made. Respecting the source material just a little bit more. Like this movie, yeah, this movie is truly offensive in that it had. There's, we've watched a lot of pretty bad movies, but not none of those movies up to this point had such a strong pedigree to 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 pick from, or to to mine from. That's yeah, that's true. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I would you could I think you can make the argument that D and D did, but not necessarily from a, f a cinematic perspective. I, well, I was going to say, if, think, well, cinematic perspective, sure. I was just thinking from like just straight lore and what they could have done. Also, I think Catwoman is up there with this. I would agree. I would agree. Because like, what, yes. did, what, what, why? Yeah. Both like, you just made your own Catwoman? You well, just made your own Godzilla? Yeah. But why? Yeah. Because we already have one. You just made your own Morbius? These movies feel like this to me. Madam Web feels like this to me. Ooh. 
Well, we haven't seen Madam Web yet. I understand, but I don't know. Maybe that, maybe another trailer comes well, out. Well, we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We, we did, did it. it. Look at us go. Do you, I, I think you under. I feel. I feel like you are starting to clue in on what makes Godzilla tick. Yes. Okay. And honestly, that's what I wanted to walk away from this episode. Yeah. Is it our strongest fix ever? No. But I, I needed to heal Adam's heart when it came to Godzilla, because sure. he's our he's our protector. Apparently, yes. Apparently, he's our protector. Yeah. I've been saying that all day. You have. You have been like, saying. But Adam, it all he's our day. protector. I was like, cool, Jay. I, he he um, truly loves us. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Godzilla, Godzilla loves us and wants us to be happy. He just wants us to be happy. He just wants us to be happy. It's safe. Godzilla says, "Wear your helmet." All right, kids. And stop polluting the damn planet. Yeah, man. Yeah. This is your brain on drugs. This is your brain like on Godzilla. All right, well, we did it. Uh, what's What are we recording next week, man? What, what's the episode next week? We're doing Home Alone 3. Oh, we're doing Home Alone 3? Home Alone 3. We're writing an actual Home Alone we're, 3. We're going to write... Kevin McAllister at Home Alone 3. Yes. Okay. I already know what I'm doing. That's no, perfect. The watch along can be Home Alone 2 because we just did Home Alone 1. It'll be fun. Oh, did you? Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah, just yeah. for fun. I just was, felt like it'd be fun. Well, no, it was. Yeah. Oh, how did uh, Christmas Vacation watch along go? It went great. Everyone, you know what? That movie is, it stands up. But we were all like, ah, oh boy, that's where the part where the, all right, where this, Uh-oh. this, I was like, oh, this movie is aggressively 80s, isn't it? Uh, yep. And then the ant shows up with dementia and then yeah, it went the cat. I was like, hey, this, this isn't funny, guys. Please, this isn't funny. Can we, can, can we just stop making jokes at killing oh, cats? Yeah, and oh, yeah, because the, the cat lights, lights the tree on fire. No, the cat. So lights itself on fire and then lights it, it the tree pulls, on it, fire. No, it pulls the it pulls the, uh, the the lights out of the socket and then Clark plugs it back in, hence killing the cat. Oh, for a comedic effect, ah. which is not funny. Sorry. I didn't and then that. the the uncle smokes next to the tree. Oh, and then that's, that's right. Yeah. Okay, fun. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that was fun. That, everything up to that part was great. And then afterwards is also fine. When he gets jelly, come on. Now. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I'll be, yeah, I was kidding. Oh yeah. man. Was there anyone better than Chevy Chase? It's a shame he's a total monster of a human being. Maybe well, Godzilla should fight him. What? Let them fight. Let them fight. <laughs> All right. I tried, so, to, I tried to bring it back. Jay. So next Don't... week we'll be doing, uh, we will be doing, uh, fi- writing a Kevin McAllister led Home Alone 3. three. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, yeah. And returning to like our old format. Too. Yes, we will both have this. I feel more comfortable. I already have an idea. Look, for it's been what the holidays. We've been cranking these episodes we out. Have been, we have been cranking. It's We've a been fire good, hose, baby. We have been good, 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 good crank boys. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it here first. Jay from crank boy one and crank boy two. Jay. As we end every <laughs> single one of these episodes, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. It's the slope. <laughs> That you don't see coming, because <laughs> your eyes are like because yep. you pulled your your whole mouth hole open, so you Absolutely. can't really see it because you're looking somewhere else. These crank boys will see you guys next week. Bye. Righteous. All right, let's party. Rock and roll. Moving a groove. <laughs>